Howdy guys, I'm Aiden of Blue Couch Productions, and welcome to Aiden on Anchor. Aiden on Anchor is a podcast focusing on my life. I'll tell you a lot about myself and hopefully provide value through experience. This is episode 74 of the show, recording it on February 19th, 2021 at 1.17 p.m., and I'm sure you read the description, you already know what we're talking about today. It's the brand new Nintendo Direct that happened like... A day or two ago, and I'm taking a little longer to respond to it. But hey, I, I thought maybe I wanted to do a stream or a video, so I put a little poll on Twitter, and then the video option won, which was interesting. Um, but then, like, I, I got set to record it on OBS, and me, Zach, and Jay were all together to watch it, and I recorded all the reactions, and, like, nothing went wrong with the recording. It just wasn't very interesting. I guess the video wasn't very interesting. Um, and I guess you can probably gather from that what my thoughts are in the direct, but we'll get into that. We'll talk about all of that. The important thing, right, going into this was that we hadn't had a direct in like, what, 500 something days or whatever, which is ludicrous to think about. But that really goes to show like how big this pandemic has affected everything because you got to get people on camera. You got to get a filming crew. You got to get the trailers and all the shit put together. And we just hadn't been hearing a whole lot because Nintendo has been using a lot of these surprise trailers like Paper Mario the Origami King. There was a game that probably should have been announced in direct, but because the pandemic, because of COVID, they were just like, ah, eh, fuck it. We'll put it on Twitter. We'll subtly announce it there and then it'll come out. So that was pretty much Nintendo's strategy for media stuff in 2020. And it worked out fine. But obviously someone at Nintendo or uh, they or, or somebody thought the directs were, were still important enough to bring up hype, so they brought one back. And then, of course, everybody's been waiting, and then we heard it was 50 minutes and focusing on Smash Brothers and games that came out in the first half of the year. So expectations were all over the place. Expectations were wild and crazy. What did we end up getting? Well, let's go ahead and talk about it. I got this nice Kotaku article. It's called Everything Nintendo Showed During Today's Direct, so I don't have to go back and watch it. I can just pull up the article, and go from there. Let's start first with probably the thing that uh, 90% of people were hyped about, and that is the new Smash Brothers character. It ended up being Pyra from Xenoblade Chronicles 2, which uh, is an interesting pick to me. I feel like if they were going to do Pyra, they should have done it, like, earlier, I guess. Like, Xenoblade Chronicles 2 came out the first year of the Switch, and, and I know Soccer. I mentioned they didn't have time to, to put in the Xenoblade 2 character just because they were in development at the same time. But, like, why not put it in the first DLC Fighter Pass? Why did it take up until 2021 to get reference to Xenoblade Chronicles 2, a game that's, like, three years old at this point? I don't know. It just feels weird, especially because, like, the last Xenoblade game we actually got was a remake of the first one. And we have no real news if there's going to be a third one or another DLC so it's just kind of a, a little too late marketing push, I guess. But maybe this will do something. It, she looks like an interesting character. Mithra is there as well. So you can switch between the two. No Rex, which was a surprise. Because a lot of people were predicting Rex and Pyra way back uh, early in, in the Smash news cycle. And they all thought Rex would join. And no Rex. So whatever, I guess. So I, I don't know. Wasn't a very interesting character to me. Definitely not nearly as exciting as someone like a Sephiroth or a Steve is, for sure. 
But Nintendo always has to put in one of their own characters in this. And, you know, Pyre's a good choice. A little late, in my opinion. Speaking of things that came a little too late, Fall Guys for the Switch. Oh my gosh, it's finally here. Six months after it already kind of became popular and came and went and everybody's kind of moving on to the next game. Like, look, it'll probably do well on Switch. It'll probably get an audience. But, like, this really should have happened at the peak of Fall Guys' success and not, like when everybody kind of got bored of it. Because now it just feels like they're doing it to try to recapture some sort of audience, which feels a little cheap by comparison. Especially considering they they hadn't even initially planned to bring it to Switch in the first place. Like, if you weren't going to do it, why do it later after the fact? I don't know. It, It just reads bad on my front. But hey, if you were waiting to play Fall Guys, if you wanted it on the Switch, there you go. I'm happy for those people. A little too late, though. Next up, we have The Outer Wilds, a game I know nothing about, but according to Jay, it was one of one of the those interesting kind of kind of games, one of those sort of walking sim exploration kind of indie sort of titles. It'll do well on the Switch, and I'm glad it's there. Uh, it's actually a Let's Play of it that I started watching not too long ago, but I didn't get very far in it. So I don't really know much about the game. I just know a lot of a lot of actions repeat and shit, and you gotta figure out why you're here in this specific area. Then we got probably the weirdest thing, in my opinion, was the Famicom Detective Club games. I had made a little bit of prediction before the direct started. I was like, oh, I think some old Nintendo franchise is gonna get revived because after all, we've gotten the Mario's and the Zeldas and the Splatoons and everything else. We need some games from some lesser-known Nintendo series. Uh, by by lesser-known, I did not mean Famicom Detective Club, which, to my knowledge, were all the way back on the on the Famicom, the, the Japanese Nintendo, right? The Japanese NES. Games from, like, the 80s. Um, so it's wild that they're just getting, like, these full remakes, and there's, and there's two of them. I have no idea how many people are going to play this. I have no idea how many people are going to be interested in this. But it's a, it's a part of Nintendo's history. It's a very big part of Nintendo's history. Uh, and, I'm, and I'm curious to see how well they do. But uh, I couldn't care. I couldn't care less. I, I, was, I was hoping for something a little bit more interesting. <laughs> then we got a lot of RPGs. We got so many RPGs and very niche games. And starting off that list is Legend of Mana, a PS1 game in the in the mana series if you played secret of mana or trials or all those other ones this is legend so now you have another one of these to play and it's just the ps1 game pretty much it looks a little bit nicer it's pixel art with some 2d hand-drawn backgrounds and stuff very similar of that era i thought it was maybe secret of mana or something else but i had never heard of legend before this was a game that i uh, don't know a whole lot about honestly i thought they were remastering something else but uh hey that's cool and then there was another one too, some like really old ass RPG that I don't fucking remember. No clue. Maybe I'll come back to it, but there was another old one like that. And once I reach back to it, I'll, I'll let you know. But that that was that was the main one. Then we ended up getting sort of a, a little slide reel of a bunch of smaller games that were getting a release date. So Capcom Arcade Stadium which came out today. I don't care. It's arcade games. Then we got a lot of EA stuff, like uh, Plants vs. Zombies, whatever. It was kind of like, bleh, who cares? 
Tales from the Borderlands. I mean, we already got the other Borderlands games. Might as well. Uh, DC Superhero Girls. Teen Power. They spent like a two minutes on this in this 50-minute direct. And me and Jay were, were pogged out of our mind. Because uh, just kind of funny to, to hype, like, hype a game like this up. The idea that, that this was a focus in a Nintendo Direct is insane. But, you know, sure, whatever. If you're, like, a six-year-old girl and you like DC superheroes and you're watching the Nintendo Direct, I'm sure this was a highlight for you. But for the vast majority of the audience of this thing, probably the lowest point. Uh, then we got to see a little bit of No More Heroes 3, which is a game that a lot of people have been anticipating. The little Travis game they put on the Switch. Like, oh, okay, whatever, cool. I want No More Heroes 3. And then they release No More Heroes 1 and 2, and it's like, oh, okay, maybe we'll get the third one, and then bam, third one. It's like, shit, bro, that's amazing. Uh, I couldn't really get a, a good feel on the game because when I was watching the stream, the bitrate fucking imploded because, like, No More Heroes is a game with a lot of effects and a lot of action set pieces, so it just looked really bad on YouTube. I'm not saying the game actually will look bad, uh, but I definitely didn't get to see the best light of it. I'm going to need to see, like, some actual trailers when it's a little bit farther along in development, when it looks a little bit nicer. But it comes out August 27th, so that's a that's a, that's a game we can look forward to, at least. Uh, the the first two came out on the Wii way back when, so it's kind of cool that uh, we're getting the third one. And then you want to talk about like maybe the biggest disappointment. The trailer for Knockout City legitimately had me hyped for a second. Like, what? What is going on? And then there's, like, an orc character. There's a soldier character. There's this cute princess that's, like, a, a sprite, and she's really well animated. And it's all these characters from these, like, different sort of game franchises. The orc looks like he's from World of Warcraft. The shooter guy looks like he's from COD or Fortnite. The, the pixel girl from a platformer. It's like, oh, is this going to be a game that, like, mixes a bunch of different art styles and characters together for, like, a fun multiplayer romp? And that's what I thought it was going to be. And then it cuts to gameplay and it's all of the same generic art style. And it's a stupid fucking dodgeball game with none of the charm of that ad with none of the characters from that ad. It looked like a mobile game and come to find out, I think it was. Um, so, ah, man, you, you had such an interesting idea. You spent all this time animating these really cool characters and getting me hyped up to want to play this game. And then to just reveal it to be a generic dodgeball game nobody's gonna play this nobody's gonna play this anybody defending this game be like, oh it looks fun knockout city will go nowhere i can promise you now name on the dotted fucking line nobody is gonna play knockout city it will not be a success it will bomb very disappointing super disappointing what's not disappointing though is a uh you know a little a little 3ds game decided to get ported to the switch called metopia and I know a lot of people love Metopia. I kind of like Metopia. I saw a Let's Play of it when it was on the 3DS. I'm like, oh, this is like a cute, charming little RPG. And then I've heard Bulbs talk about it. Patient obviously loves it. It's a fun game. It was wild. It was quite the surprise, actually, to get it on the Switch. And I'm all for it. The problem with, with Metopia uh, coming on the Switch is it's like, it's like $50, $60, which is insane. Because it's not really adding much new content it was already kind of a, a short game to begin with funny but short and it was on the 3ds originally for like 30 or something so yeah it kind of takes the the wind out of my sails my excitement is kind of dampered 
because they choose to price games like this, games that are already years old on a far inferior platform. They're bringing it to the Switch, not really remastering it, not really adding a whole lot of stuff, and then still charging $60 for it. It's hard for me personally to get excited to want to try Metopia. When it goes on sale, sure. When the price is lowered, absolutely. I'm on board. For the price it's at now, no sir. No one should be paying $60 for Metopia. Even if you're a fan. Even if you're a fan. Even if you love it. Wait. Please wait. No reason this shit should cost that much. No reason. Then we got some Mario cosmetics for Animal Crossing. Which is kind of cute. It was surprising because it just mostly looked like, oh, whatever. It's just aesthetics. But then they had this pipe item that you could like put on your island and then like go to a different part of the island using the warp pipe. And it looked like it saved so much time. It looks super functional and super cool. Like I kind of, you know, I don't play Animal Crossing, but if I did, I'd get really pogged at that. Like that's a nice little bit of utility there. So good on the Animal Crossing update for adding a little bit of functionality amidst the cute Mario stuff. And it is very cute. I don't know how many people are actually going to use it on their island because it'd probably look out of place, but the warp pipes I could see being adopted 100%. They look cool. They look neat. In terms of big Nintendo games, though, I would argue there were three major Nintendo game announcements that we did not know about going into this Direct and were revealed right here. The first one is Mario Golf Super Rush. And it's just like, okay, we haven't had a Mario Golf game on the Switch. Mario Tennis Aces did incredibly well. I understand the mindset going into releasing a golf game. But it just kind of looked generic at first, you know, and like, oh, it's golf, Mario, golfing or whatever. But then they were like, oh, also there's a speed mode. So you can just run around the golf course and have it be a race. I'm like, oh, that's kind of interesting. That'd be kind of hectic. And then it was like, oh, and also, there's a story campaign. I'm like, wow, okay, Mario Tennis Aces had one. Cool that the golf game is getting it, too. And then they're like, oh, by the way, it's also online and local multiplayer. It's like, oh, okay, yeah, sure. And then it's like, and then it comes out June 25th. I'm like, damn, damn, Mario Golf. How long has this game been done for, you know? So, yeah, I'm kind of, I'm kind of impressed. I'm kind of impressed. It's not a game I'm buying. I'm going to be honest. I'm not buying no Mario Golf, but I will admit for a stupid golf game starring Mario and friends, it did look really well polished. There's clearly a lot of content there and they are willing to support it to the extent that they were Mario Aces. I just think the name's kind of a little generic, super rushed. Like, then, I don't know. They don't feel anything from that. It's kind of boring on paper. And the golf gameplay did look mostly just standard, but it's the new shit that they're adding. It's the other shit. It gets me interested in this. And the fact that it comes out June 25th, it'll be a fun little game to play for a little bit with your friends, you know, like Mario Tennis Aces was. I hope they I hope they release a demo for it. That way you can kind of try it out, see how you feel about it, because that's how Aces did incredibly well, was just sort of like opening it up to the public and uh, letting other people try it. But that was the first big Nintendo release. The next one came from Mr. Aonuma. He pops up on the screen. You're like, all right, let's go. You're going to talk about Breath of the Wild 2. I'm so fucking hyped. Let's go. And then he's like, um, Breath of the Wild 2 um, in Dunya, and we don't have anything to share, and there's going to be more information later, but we don't really have anything. Um, oh, oh, by the way, here's something to make you wait. And I'm like, oh, that's sort of disappointing. I almost wish you wouldn't have said anything at all. 
But, you know, if you're going to, if, if this is a lead-in to something more exciting, sure, go right ahead. What do you got to show, Mr. Aonuma? What are you making us wait for Breath of the Wild 2 with? And then those little clouds come in, and you're like, oh, they're really going. They're really going for it. They're really going for the big kahuna. Bam! The Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword HD. This was kind of a, a little bit of a mixed reaction for me. Kind of like a lot of the Direct, actually. On the one hand, I didn't think they would be able to port this game. I talked about it on uh, Let's Play Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild on Lions Honor Gaming, which you should check out. Me and my friend Jay played through the whole game. And later, like near the very end of the series, we were talking about like if they were going to port some Zelda games to the Switch, Skyward Sword would not be it. Because people like don't really like that game. It's not that old. You can still play it on the Wii and Wii U digitally or physically. And like... How would you adapt the motion controls, right? Because that's a big part of that game. That's a big part of the identity. You can't just get rid of them. And so Nintendo's solution was, okay, we'll have the Joy-Con stuff for the Sword and Shield, which, you know, will probably be a, a decent substitute for the Wiimote and Nunchuck, probably more comfortable. But then they were like, hey, we have a Switch Lite. We got to be able to have this be playable without the motion control stuff. And then I'm like, oh, what do, what do you have planned? And they were basically like, you're going to tilt the little sticks in different directions. And I thought, is that really going to work? And so I asked Jay, I'm like, do you have different powerful strikes or is it literally just directional? And he's like, it's just directional. And I'm like, well, maybe, maybe that will work. I don't know. I was really excited when, when Mario Galaxy lets you just do some of the motion control stuff with just a, a button on the pro controller. It made that game so much more comfortable for me. I love the fact that they added an option so other people could experience it without the motion controls. And Skyward Sword, this might be the preferred way to play it, but I have to wait and see. Because I could also easily see that tilt control method not being great, not being ideal, or, or not being fun. But if they think that's the route they want to go, I'll wait and see. I'm really hoping it works out, though. Because if I don't have to use the Joy-Cons and I can just flick the sticks and it feels natural and intuitive, Skyward Sword's already going to be a better game, just based on that alone. Joy-Con stuff will be cool, whatever. If they do it with the tilt sticks, we're, we're already way better off. But uh, yeah, so that was surprising. That was that was the positives. On, on the other hand, though, it is just Skyward Sword. It barely looks any different. Like, it's slightly better. It's slightly remastered. It was already a Wii game, right? So really, all they did was just, like, filled out the extra space, made it look a little bit nicer here and there. But not much is different. They didn't add any new content. It's coming out really soon. Really soon. July 16th. So before Mario Golf even comes out. And once again, they're they're charging like 60 for it. And this is without what 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 the rumor was gonna be it was like, oh, well, maybe we'll have Wind Waker, Twilight Princess, and Skyward Sword in like a little package, like the Mario 3D All-Stars collection. And no, this is just Skyward Sword for just $60 with no additional content and just the option to not play it with motion controls that barely looks any better than the original. So, you know, it's it's hard for me to get excited about Skyward Sword just because, like, this isn't a very well-loved game. It's very polarizing. It's very mixed. I'm glad it'll have another chance to succeed and all, but this isn't the thing that gets me hyped to wait for Breath of the Wild, you know? It, had it been like a Wind Waker and Twilight Princess combo pack, yes. 
Had it been Ocarina or Majora or some of the 2D games, sure. Had it been a remake of something like Link's Awakening, which I thought was a wonderful idea. Or had they actually taken Skyward Sword and fundamentally fixed it with gameplay additions and tweaks, then yeah, that would be great. But just Skyward Sword by itself for $60 with nothing new for like the, the, the Zelda anniversary? I don't know. I don't know how you look at this and be like, yeah, this was... This is, this is fine. This celebrates the series well enough. <sighs> I don't know. I also don't think, and I talked about this with Jay, and he seems to disagree. I don't think this is the only thing coming out for the Zelda anniversary. Because, number one, Mr. Anuma mentioned that they were going to talk about Breath of the Wild at a later date, which confirms, like, a direct or some sort of presentation where Anuma is going to have to get up and talk about a Zelda game. So we already know that's a thing. Plus, like... We haven't seen any of the merch stuff for the Zelda 35th anniversary. So, like, where is that stuff at? I'm thinking that when Mr. Aonuma has something to say about Breath of the Wild 2, we're going to get a Zelda-style direct. We're going to get a little bit of merch opportunities, Lego sets, all that type of stuff. He'll talk about Breath of the Wild 2. He'll announce, like, a feature or whatever. I don't think it's coming out this year. If they have this little to say about it in February, I have very little doubts that it comes out this year. But I think that's when you announce something like a like a Twilight Princess or Wind Waker combo pack. Because it just makes too much sense. They're the last like major Wii U games. They sold incredibly well. It's the Zelda 35th anniversary. And if all it is is just like Skyward Sword, some Joy-Cons, and Breath of the Wild getting like pushed back to like 2022. I'm sorry, that's not a very interesting anniversary. It's not a very exciting one. Especially considering how much they did for Mario. Zelda feels like it's getting the short end of the stick here, you know? It, it, for, for a series like Donkey Kong or Metroid, who are also having their anniversaries this year, a remaster to an old game is perfectly fine and perfectly suitable because those franchises aren't as well celebrated. Zelda is huge. Zelda is massive. Zelda is, 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 is like the, the Nintendo series outside of Mario. It doesn't sell better than Mario. But it's like the, the thing that people associate with Nintendo. And if you're going to go all out, like go all out with the anniversary and don't just do Skyward Sword. They might just do that. Jay thinks it's just Skyward Sword. I think that we're getting a Zelda Direct or something later where they could potentially announce a combo pack or a collection or, or something. I don't think this is the end of Zelda stuff. Uh, specifically because Breath of the Wild 2 isn't coming out this year and we're having to get information later, which to me confirms another Direct. So there's that. And then the last game, last big Nintendo release, is Splatoon 3. This was a bit of a surprise to me. I just kind of thought Splatoon 2 would have been the only one on the Switch. But no, they're like, hey, we're doing a third one. And like, there's this post-apocalyptic desert, and you get a little buddy that follows you around. And there's some new guns, some new stuff. Probably you'll have some single-player stuff as well. Cool. Awesome. Uh, I haven't played any other Splatoon games, so I don't have much to say. But no, this is legitimately a big announcement. I'm not mixed at it at all. I think this will do really well. It looks really solid. It is coming out in 2022, so it's going to be a while before we see or hear from any of this game. But this is kind of like the one thing to look forward to in the future. When's Splatoon 3 coming out? When's it coming along? That'll be something we'll follow as a story that continues on. But yeah, those are the major, major Nintendo announcements. Mario Golf, Skyward Sword, and Splatoon 3. Out of the three, yeah, Splatoon 3 is the big one. Mario Golf will sell okay. P- 
people who like Skyward Sword will buy Skyward Sword. And uh, Splatoon 3 is going to be huge. Splatoon 3 is absolutely going to be huge when it comes out. The rest of the Direct, though, is just kind of eh. We got a lot of bad third-party games. We got a lot of small updates. We got a lot of ports that were charging way too much money. And then, like, the Smash invite is just Pyra and Mithra, who are cool, but, like, very niche, right? This isn't something that's going to get everybody excited like a Sephiroth or a Steve. And that's really what I can say about the Direct in general. If you are a fan of obscure RPGs, if you are a fan of the Mario sports games, if you're in the minority of people who think Skyward Sword is some kind of hidden genius, you know, then this Direct was probably awesome for you. You probably got a lot of... If you loved Miitopia, right? Like, these are things that I never thought we'd get, and they took a really long time, and a lot of people were wanting Rex and Pyre. A lot of people were wanting Miitopia. People were wanting Skyward Sword. And for those people, this was probably an important Direct. Uh, but for me, personally, there just wasn't a lot of exciting things here. There wasn't a lot that surprised me, personally. And for 50 minutes, it could have been significantly trimmed down. Um... Because it was just a little too long. And the type of stuff they, they spent their time on was just kind of bleh. Just kind of whatever. Kind of eh. I will say, uh, before we end it, uh, Project Triangle Strategy is interesting. Very interesting game. That, that, that one, I don't know quite what to think yet because it's clearly in the Octopath Traveler style. But they like have a have like a grid tactics-based gameplay. So they're changing it up to be a little bit more Fire Emblem-esque or Final Fantasy Tactics-esque. That one could be interesting because a lot of people are playing the demo and it looks hype. I haven't played Octopath yet, so I can't 100% say I'll play this, but that looked really good. I hope they changed the name though. That looked really good. I almost, I almost forgot that one. Oh, oh no, please. I'm still... Oh, Hades is getting a physical edition too. That's really pog. Like, I've been watching a Hades Let's Play recently, and that shit looked really fire. And the fact that, like, you get a book and all this sort of stuff, it'll probably be 60, but they're at least offering extra content to it. Uh, which makes it more interesting to me, personally. I'm trying to think of what that other RPG was. Saga Frontier. That's what it was. They announced Saga Frontier, another kind of PS1 sort of era thing that I've never heard of before. But still. Um, yeah, that's my thoughts. Not the best direct, not the worst direct. I think something like a Splatoon 3 and the promise of more Breath of the Wild 2 info, like, beats out a lot of directs, but it's just not information that makes me personally excited. None of these games are, like, first buy type of stuff. Like, I'll, I'll get Hades, probably. I'll get the Smash DLC eventually. Um... But I'm, I'm, I'm not touching Skyward Sword for a little bit until I hear more about it. I'm not touching Splatoon 3 because it's not going to be coming out this year. I'm not touching No More Heroes until I hear something about it. So, you know, those are my thoughts. What are your thoughts on the Nintendo Direct? Let me know somewhere on social media. Check the description below and at me wherever you want, wherever you please. And uh, next time, we'll be answering your guys' questions. Yeah, episode 75, we're going to be answering questions. Get hyped for that. If you want to support the podcast, as always, there's a little support button down there where you can donate. Shout out to today, the Zoomster and Karenite for supporting the podcast. And without any further ado, I've been Aiden, Blue Couch Productions, and I will see you guys for another episode of Aiden on Anchor. Bye bye, everybody. <laughs>